Shame was the very first consequence of the fall. Immediately after Adam and Eve took the forbidden fruit, their eyes were opened, and they felt ashamed. The serpent wants our shame. After all, to shame us is his goal. There are times when we should feel ashamed, but we should also move beyond the shame. Jesus has redeemed us and clothed us so that we do not have to live in shame. We can go through the shame, learn from it, and come out on the other side better for it. Welcome to The Counting Room. A lot of effort is put into avoiding shame. Shame, in and of itself, is considered to be a thing that we should avoid at all costs. We call out slut-shaming, fat-shaming, and all sorts of other forms of shaming, but this avoidance of shame is only allowed in narrow categories. A big part of cancel culture is to shame the person for the rest of their existence. I am glad that I did not have to face this complexity that teenagers have to consider these days. One wrong tweet, one moment of poor judgment, one failure to resist temptation could be brought up at any point for the rest of their lives. If someone wants to cancel their enemy, they can dig online and eventually find that one time that you misspoke, that one time that you acted unwisely, that one time that you didn't know a camera or a microphone was in use. Then, with one share, your life can be ruined. This is the climate we're in, and we need to be very cautious what we say and do. Your actions may be justified, and the cancellation unjust, but it doesn't matter. Public perception sees with a less discerning eye, and you will wear the shame from now on. In the Christian faith, we hold a much different view of shame. Outside of Christianity, you might wear shame for many things. Often those things are ridiculous. Christians must go through shame, learn from shame, and move beyond the shame. Shame is not a defining trait of a Christian. The tyranny of the wicked says that you must either have shame or pride, forever oscillating between the two, because we are focused inward. Proverbs 11.2 says, When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. Freedom from shame is not pride. Pride and shame are golden statues that Satan wants you to bow to when the music plays. But our God wants to deliver us from slavery and free us of pride and shame. Galatians 4, verse 7 Wherefore, Thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. The command is for us to all bow down to the golden statue. Pride must be affirmed, celebrated, and even participated in. If you don't obey, you'll be thrown into the fiery furnace. As Christians, our stance is less tyrannical. We must move through the shame, learn from the shame, and live in Jesus without shame. 
Jesus bore our shame on the cross, and if we believe, we can leave it there. This is one of the hard things about evangelism. We will experience shame the moment we understand why Jesus went to the cross. When you come to know Jesus, you're forced to wrestle with your shame. This is very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to have our eyes opened to our disobedience, but our Savior pulls us through the shame to safety on the other side. This does not mean that we will never feel shame for our sins again. In fact, we will be more sensitive to sin as we wrestle with it in our lives. But in the moment when we go through the shame and humiliation of sin, we can bring it to God and move forward. We don't wallow in sin. Satan would love for us to be bringing up shame from years ago. If he can't have victory, he can have solace in your defeat. But you can know that your sin is forgiven and rejoice. Bring it to Jesus daily and in the moment. Then leave it in the past. David repented of his sin with Bathsheba and the murder of Uriah the Hittite. David still went through the shame. He stretched himself on the ground praying for the life of his child and sadly, the child passed away. Now what? David arose, washed, worshipped, and ate. We can be certain that David was full of sorrow for the curse that he had brought on his son. He was deeply ashamed, but he knew that wallowing in the shame would not be a conquest of his sin. He was not going to dwell on his sin and let it define him. And if we look at the story of David, his sin did not define him. Jesus bore the shame of coming down to us, living amongst us, and his excruciating death on the cross. It was because of this shame of becoming sin for us that God the Father turned away from him. He is our example, and as our example, he rose again, overcoming the shame. Shame is not a defeat that the Christian can accept. We must wrestle with it and defeat it. If we fail, we should confess and move forward. Cancel culture cannot claim us because Jesus has claimed us and made us kings. This is why cancel culture should carry no weight with us. We will be ruled by no one but Jesus. We only walk through our shame so that we can shortly come out on the other side leaving shame behind. The tool of shame is only as good as the hand that delivers it. Pray that the tool is in his hand. If wielded by the world, it will be applied as they see fit with their twisted version of justice. In Jesus, there is an end to the shame. I'm Joel Edgar. Thanks for joining. God bless.